Hi guys, it's Barry Smith with Radio Tiny House. Welcome to the show. You may uh, have noticed that um, my wife and co-host uh, is missing. They're one and the same. That My co-host is my wife, and my wife is my co-host. Um, but uh, she is overwhelmed with work right now. Um, I, many of you know that she's, uh, she's very talented in many areas of her life. She's got a beautiful voice, and she's a singer. Um, she has been in uh, healthcare recruiting, specifically nursing and uh, physician recruiting for, she won't let me say how long. Um, and she's been a, a professional organizer before. We're going to probably talk a little bit about that today as well. She has a massive project going on right now, and so she couldn't get away. She, we tried to record last week. She couldn't do it. We tried to record uh, earlier this week, and she finally just said, you know what, I've got too much on my plate right now. Why don't you go ahead and just, um, I believe she said, see if you can do a podcast. So right now I'm seeing if I can do a podcast. Uh, but she will be back on our next uh, next podcast. She's just uh, just totally overwhelmed. Um, busy time. I mean, COVID has uh, really done some interesting things for, to uh, to healthcare with uh, with nurses and physicians and uh, medical techs and all that kind of uh, thing. So uh, some some are leaving, and uh, which opens the door for others to come in. So it's just uh, a busy busy time in healthcare right now. So on with uh, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, first of all. I am tired of the rain. I have said that all summer long. We went through almost a month where we didn't have any rain, and it was cool. The temperatures were great, and it was like, oh, this is so nice. That's changed. We're now back to mm, that area that's kind of between cool and yucky, and um, and lots of rain over the last four days. Well, since Monday of this week, today is Thursday, uh, we have had eight inches of rain. I mean, it's our ground is so saturated that it's gotten spongy. So in areas that used to be, for, for the last month, have been kind of dusty, hard Georgia clay, right now we've just got a bog. I mean, it's, it's, it's really bad. The animals don't like it. Um, the humans don't like it. So uh, we've got a dry spell coming up, but at least you're not hearing the patter of rain on the roof, which is distracting to us as we're trying to podcast. Um, and honestly, I love that sound, and it's it's very sleep-inducing. Sleeping is very bad to do uh, during podcast. It just doesn't work out well. I think you guys would probably say, I'm not watching this anymore if he's going to sleep. So anyway, so that's the thing about the, uh, the tiny house movement, is that um, tiny homes, shed homes are important to housing in our country right now. We don't have enough housing, um, and the housing that we do have uh, is really overpriced, and a lot of these um, mega mansion kind of places, uh, not even mansions, just large homes that are, you know, three and 4,000 square feet are just not selling real well right now in certain areas because younger people don't want that much house just yet. So, or maybe not at all, but you don't really know that until you start having kids and then you go, man, oh man, this house is just way too small. 
Um, so, uh, oh, you may have also noticed uh, behind us, just in the side, our, our uh, wall behind us has changed. Um, the monitor that's normally there, I put in my recording studio because I was doing some uh, recording and needed that this week. I'll need it for the next about 10 days. And um, so instead of that, I'm going to scoot out of the frame here. What we've got is uh, a couple of um, things that we use to do the podcast with or that we shoot video with. Uh, right over my right shoulder, you can see the uh, there's a Canon uh, M200 camera. And then on the stand over there by the blue light is the um, it's a DJI Osmo Action Cam. Uh, which we we also do some shooting with. So, um, and you'll you'll notice that there's no microphones here today. I have a lapel mic on. We finally got some lapel microphones, and this is the first time I've used it. Um, I've tested it out. It sounded all right in the tests. Um, so we're going to see what it actually sounds like on a podcast. So you know maybe we're getting out of um, we're we're taking the clutter away uh, from our podcast, just like we did when we moved into our um, Tough Shed TR1600, which, by the way, is not available. Um, I just have to say that because people continue to say and ask us in every type of, of forum where they can get the TR1600. And Tough Shed's not selling them anymore. They're not manufacturing them. Home Depot might have some on their lots. Um, we uh, Home Depot close to us just sold about three weeks ago their last TR1600 but it's still sitting in their lot. I think they're just waiting for a crew to go in and disassemble it and move it to their um, where it's going to be. There are people still uh, losing their houses, because uh, primarily sheds, because they didn't get permitting or at least they didn't check with their county. That That's something that Beth and I have talked about a number of times on our podcast, and we're going to continue to talk about it. Before you put anything on your property, actually, I would say before you buy your property, make sure that you've spoken to your county officials or to your city, whoever it is that does the planning, wherever you you're, you want to buy property. Make sure that you can put a shed on your property and that you can live in it. Now, there's a huge difference between um, what uh, I call drag and drop sheds. Beth calls them ready removable sheds. That's what the the office is right here. It's a ready removable shed. There's a massive difference in wanting to live in a ready removable shed and in uh, like a RTR sixteen hundred that has been built to be to code. Uh, when we went to our county and told them what we were doing. They asked them if we could do it, actually. We told them our plans, and they said, yeah, it's a good thing you weren't going to just try to live in the in the, the tough shed as is because we wouldn't have approved that. So it's, it's important to have a plan. It's important to talk to your county about a plan. Um, one of our group members on Facebook uh, was basically lost several sheds that he was, and they were well-built sheds, they just weren't built to code, um, well-built sheds that he lost because he didn't do his homework, and, and he posted the other day that he should have done his homework. So um, you can find that in our thread, I'm sure. I do not remember his name, uh, but it's an important lesson if you're planning to live in a shed. You've got to do that. You've got to check that out 
or you run the chance. Now, it doesn't happen everywhere, and there are indeed some places that you can build whatever you want on your own property. Um, those are probably going to be fewer and farther between in the future. Uh, it's just the way governments work. They want more control. So, um, for instance, in, in northwest Georgia, there's a county where you can, you know, dig a hole and live in it if you wanted to. And I don't have any issues with that. I think that, that if you own your own property and you're living rurally, I'm a big advocate that you should be able to live in whatever you want to live in. Now, the problems, of course, come when you're going to try to sell that property if you ever do, because uh, a new buyer is not going to want, there's a Georgian gnat in here, uh, a new uh, a buyer is not going to want what you've built if it's not up to code, if, they, if there's not, and they, and they may not be able to get financing for it. So I just want to stress again how important it is to check and double check and make sure that you've spoken to the right people and that they know the right facts for their county because counties do make you know new regulations frequently. Uh, cities do as well. So just make sure you've done your homework before you drop anything on your property. And that way you'll save a lot of time, uh, a lot of money perhaps, and a lot of headaches and possibly heartache as well. So that's uh, number two. We're going to flip over to Bloomberg Opinion right now, uh, moving on with a little bit of news. This is kind of cool. Um, the state of California has uh, passed uh, a, a rule, I believe it's uh, something like Senate Bill 9 or some such nonsense like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's SB9, uh, but it's... Um, it allows homeowners to be their own building contractor. So in California right now, there's a massive housing crunch. Um, and the houses that are on the market are just really, really highly priced. So what the state of California has done is they've decided that you can go in, if you own property, that you can go in and you can build, depending on the size of the property and where it is and local laws and all that kind of stuff, you can go in and build, uh, let's see, a duplex or add a second unit onto your property. And they're going to allow you to act as the builder, which is huge because that gives you uh, some financial stake in what's, what's going on on your own property. And the idea behind this is so that you can um, make the land, well, it will make the land more valuable, but it will also add additional housing in that in that area that is under, you know, a housing crunch. And that's why they're doing it, because in, in some areas more than others, um, the housing demand is just, I mean, it's crazy. Um, sadly, there aren't enough homes for, for people. So they passed ADU earlier this year, maybe late last year. Um, so you could have an ADU in your yard. Um, or in your, I guess it can't be in your front yard. I don't know. That would be kind of weird. Be like parking a non-mobile RV full-time in your front yard. Might make neighbors pissed off. Anyway, um, so it, um, it, you have to follow the local rules again, of course, for height and, uh, setbacks and all that kind of fun stuff. But, um, I think that's going to be a good thing for California uh, for uh, and for homeowners there because they'll be able to build a duplex or add on to their house or build 
build a, a, a new dwelling in their backyard, and they'll be able to rent those things out at uh, hopefully fairly reasonable rates. Um, I know a lot of people get it and thought the ADU thing was going to be great and they'd be able to charge $5,000 a month for, for you know, renting a, a 400 square foot box. Uh, but I don't think that that's happening right now. I think that uh, people are looking at it and saying, yes, we need a, affordable housing and this is affordable housing. And it's not for homeless people. It's for uh, families. It's for working people uh, that um, that can't find a house and that need a place to live. So I'm sure a lot of people will do it for their family, their kids or their cousins. Or as it can be found, let's see, uh, Bloomberg, it's in Bloomberg Opinion. And uh, it is by, let's see, this was posted on October 3rd uh, of this year by Virginia Postrel. And it, the name of the article is California Smart Plan to Let Homeowners Be Home Builders. If you'd like to uh, take a read at that, you can go look that up at Bloomberg.com or we can, uh, we'll put it in the, the notes below. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring to your attention was... Uh, this from Yahoo Finance, are tiny homes worth it? 21 reasons why they're a huge mistake. Now, there tend to be a lot of these kind of articles out there. Uh, they'll say things like, uh, you know, the, the downside of living in a tiny house, or they'll say, um, you know, tiny houses are not all they're cracked up to be. And a lot of that is just clickbait because people will then go in and say, read the article, and then it turns out it's a, you know, pretty good a nice article about uh, about tiny homes. This one is actually uh, makes some good points, but it, it still talks about uh, primarily tiny houses on wheels. And of course, tiny houses on wheels are pretty expensive, um, and they're getting more so. But they're I hate to say it they're they're much like a motorhome or a car even uh, that loses value. Um, it um, they don't appreciate. So that's one of the things they say in here. Tiny. This says, now see, I disagree with this. Uh, tiny homes are a fad, not a trend. I thought that at first about tiny homes. I even told Beth, I said, this fad will be over in a year. People will go back to the way they've always been where, you know, you have a 2,500-square-foot uh, house, two cars in the garage, and, you know, 3.1 kids or whatever the... the national averages these days. But it's not a fad. I, I think it is a trend, and I think it's a housing trend that's going to be with us for quite some time. It's um, It meets a desire, and it meets a certain requirement in the housing market. And there are a lot of people that can't afford big houses, but they can't afford something small. They can uh, they can uh, build a, have somebody build a shed for them that's built to code, of course, um, where they are, uh, you know, they're safe. They've got a place of their own, and it will actually appreciate. Now, it may not appreciate like a, you know, a home made out of uh, brick or out of, uh, you know, whatever that's 5,000 square feet in a desirable neighborhood, but it's still going to appreciate. It's not going to depreciate. But again, you've got to follow the proper steps and talk to the right people. I've said that already. I'm not going to do that again. So tiny homes are not a trend. Tiny homes are expensive. Well, yes, per square foot, they, they are more expensive than the average 2,000 square foot house. And the article talks about that a little bit. Uh, it might be a home, but it's probably not a house. Well, lots of things 
over the years have been homes that haven't been houses. That's so that's a that's a silly point to make. Uh, your home is where your heart is. It doesn't have to be four walls and a roof. I mean, heck, it could be a cave for that matter. Um, but um, it, uh, homes, houses are not always homes, or vice versa. Um, houses, even tiny ones, must be built to code. That's true, unless you live in an area that doesn't have any code. Um, which again, those are those are not prevalent in our country, um, but they are. I mean, they do exist. So there you go. I would still, no matter what, if I'm building a house, if if Beth and I ever decide we're going to build another shed home somewhere, we are going to build it to code. Doesn't matter what the building codes are in our county, we're going to build it to code because we want to build it to where it lasts and we want to build it to where we can sell it if we decide to and actually make money on it without having to go in and bring everything up to code. Uh, many tiny home owners aren't tiny home dwellers. Well, that's that's true. Uh, but the same is true for rental properties. You know, you buy a house, doesn't mean you're going to live in it. Um Millennials are more likely to regret their home purchase. Well, yes, but let me tell you something. I am uh, not a millennial, uh, obviously. I have uh, gray hair. I have a raspy voice today. Uh, I cut myself shaving. I am I am the exact opposite of what a millennial is. And I've regretted home purchases before. When... You know, when we bought our, our house, one of our houses we, we owned in the Atlanta area was like, oh my gosh, what have we gotten ourselves into for years? We, we wanted to renovate the house, but we were busy fixing things that needed to be fixed from the, from the previous owner. So I, I think everybody at some point in time regrets their home purchase. Um, it depends on what your mindset is. If you want to live a tinier, more simplified life than a tiny house might be for you. It might not be. You might want a, a barn dominium or you might want, uh, you know, a Roman, uh, you know, villa in the middle of a field somewhere, which is the thing that I've always wanted. Um, but the, the most people that buy tiny have thought about it. They've given it a lot of thought because it's not just living in a tiny space. It's getting rid of stuff which we'll talk about that in a second. So uh, no place to expand. Let's just continue on here. Uh, no place to expand your family. Mm, yes and no. Tiny homes limit where you can live. That's true. Uh, and there are more and more places that are saying you can't come here. Like uh, campgrounds are saying, you know, you can bring your motor home in, but we don't want tiny homes here. Uh, it's a tough lifestyle. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, tiny home, uh, tiny living isn't always functional. So there's there's 21 of these things. Uh, there's a limit to how small you can go. Well, now, isn't that silly? Um, people can live in 250 square feet. I've, I'm, we've, we've helped homeless people in Atlanta that are living in a cardboard box. I mean, you know, you can live in, in lots of things if you have to. So that's kind of a silly comment to make. Uh, tiny homes are a bad investment. Again, that has to do with, uh, uh, with depreciation as opposed to appreciation. Um, just a lot of uh, RVs are less complicated. 
Uh, having had an RV, um, I can tell you that it's um, nothing about an RV is is less complicated. So that's all I'm going to leave that there. And just make sure that you have um, you know a shower ready because uh, there's one one or two times in the life of you owning an RV that you're going to get drenched with something, even though you did everything you were supposed to do to not get drenched, and you're going to need a shower. Uh, tiny homes typically typically cost more than RVs, and then they close out with there there are better ways to be minimalist. <sighs> Again, it is not just about being a minimalist. It's it's an entire lifestyle. Um, but we live smaller than we've ever lived before. Uh, our first studio apartment was bigger than the house that we live in now. But the lifestyle that we wanted was to live in a rural area. We wanted to have outdoor spaces and property where we could do different things on, where if we want to raise a crop of something, we can do that. If we want to run animals on our property, and we don't have that much property, but we could put cows or bison or horses or donkeys or uh, whatever, geese on our property if we wanted to do all that. Sheep. I'm, I'm a big advocate of putting sheep on my property because maybe then I won't have to cut the grass in the mud bog that it is. Um, so it's, uh, you know, there are lots of reasons to do this. This is, this is, for a lot of people, this is the desire of their heart is to go out and live, uh, you know, with a tiny footprint, but not necessarily. I mean, I, I know people that have a tiny house and then they have a big shed where they've kept all their crap. So uh, they didn't want to get rid of anything, so they just built another building for it. That's fine. They live in a tiny house. They live tiny. They have a small footprint for their house, but they have a large storage area, and that's okay. Now, you could live tiny and have a large barn if you've got lots of animals, so that's okay too. All right, so this next article is, let's see, ah, my voice is cracking here. Can I, this is interesting, this is a blog actually, and I've never seen it before, uh, Plasticine House. Can I live in a shed in my backyard legally? And again, it goes through some of the reasons, um, uh, you know, why, why, you build, can, why you should build a shed, uh, independence, being independent on your own property, is it turn, possible to turn your shed into a tiny house? Yes, it is, of course. But then they go down. And let's see if he says in this one, let's see, pros and cons of living in a shed. Uh, depending on what you do to it, there are a lot of cons. Um, if your walls are, are not two by four, even, I mean, you know, we did two by six walls. So we have tremendous insulation in our, in our uh, house that just keeps us warm in the winter and keeps us cool in the summertime. So, but if you don't do that, then yeah, it can be. That's a, that's a tremendous con. But uh, let's see, living in a shed uh, regulation. So the biggest downfall to living in a tiny house is zoning issues. And that's very true because every area is not set up um, to be uh, a tiny house area. So um, again, this is Plasticine House. I don't see a date on this, but it's can I live in a shed in my backyard? We'll probably pin this as well. But, uh, I mean, those are some, some, just some things you need to check out and you need to do. You need to make sure you can build your tiny house um, where you want to build it, that you're, you're not doing anything that's outside the law. 
there are a lot of people that have just said, you know, well, where I live, they're not going to ever find me because I'm way out in the sticks. And that may be true, but, you know, do you want to run that risk of, of losing your house if they do find you? Um, I don't. I don't want to, to lose my house because I've, I, I've done something that I know was outside of the norm because I didn't check uh, with the powers that be and the powers that be can exercise their power. So I hope you're not in that situation. Um, you can find us on our Facebook page at Tiny Houses Shed Homes. And um, again, RadioTinyHouse at gmail.com. You can also listen to us on YouTube and watch us on YouTube. And you can listen to the podcast wherever podcasts are podcasting, if that's a thing. So I hope you have a good week. Beth will be back with us next week. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully she's uh, done with this uh, crunch. And it has been crazy. I mean, it's been, been absolutely crazy. Um, she even one day after work, uh, had some uh, a can of mead, and Beth is not a drinker, so she had her can of mead, and then about two minutes later, she was fast asleep. So uh, that just shows how how rough it was. If we'd had cigarettes in the house, she might have been smoking those too. <laughs> anyway, uh, hope you have a great week. If you've recently joined our Facebook group, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, if you subscribed to our channel uh, lately, we appreciate that as well. And uh, we're trying to get to a thousand um, subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed and you're watching this and you enjoy it, please go ahead and subscribe to our channel. We thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. We enjoy doing this, um, and we hope to see you next week. Bye.